We Mauliola proudly presents Leo Kupa, e Ho'olono Mai, the thought-provoking podcast on perpetuating Hawaiian healing and wellness. Leo Kupa is hosted by Kamakanui Ha'ilono Jingao. E kia kua mauna loa la ila loke Na hauma kua yaka hina kua yaka hina alo Igahi hine gohan Na kupuna mahalo piha E ho mai kaike kai kai kaman kyo Mania oko, mania mako, mania kako, a mama uan, e ho man, nui kako, aloha, e ho lonamai. Welcome to Leo Kupa from us at Hui Mauli Ola. The mission of Hui Mauli Ola is to perpetuate Hawaiian healing and wellness and empowering the people through healing. This Leo Kupa podcast is a way of capturing the stories of empowerment from our kupuna and practitioners in our community. Today we have a special guest and friend joining us. Brother Kainoa. Hey. Kiana Aina is a product of the Hawaiian Immersion Program. Aloha, Brother Kainoa. Aloha. Yeah, so he's a product of the Hawaiian Immersion Program from Kekula Kayopuni Owayao. Later he attended Halau Kumana and graduated from Kekula Kayapuni or Anuenue. He holds a bachelor's degree in business from Menlo College and a certificate as a full stack website designer developer from Dev League. He is currently pursuing his master's degree in Hawaiian Studies at Hawaii Inuyakea School of Hawaiian Knowledge. He learned music from his papa, Luther Kenaaina, and also acknowledges Gigi Takaki. As a huge influence to his music, he learned mea kanu from Kahale Pali, working with Oahu Army Natural Reserves Pro- Resource Program. He continues to learn hula with Halau Namama Opuan Nahulu under the direction of Kumuhula Sunny Ching and Lopaka Igarta Devera. He is also learning lomi lomi with Kapa'o Lonopua under the guidance of Kumulomi Lomi Keola Chan. As an entrepreneur, he founded a startup company called Kanaka Novello to use his film skills to feature Ike Hawaii and support the Hawaiian community. He's working on an online Hawaiian language course to help restore Hawaiian language into the household in hopes that Olelo Hawaii will once again be the dominant language in Hawaii. Yo, laka Olelo. Kainoa is also the new Luna and Executive Director of Hui Mauli Ola helping to perpetuate and carry on our Hawaiian healing practices. Leo Kupa, Pa'i Pa'i Lima, help us welcome Kainoa Ki Anaina. Yeah! Hey, mahalo nui. Thank you so much uh, for having me here on uh, Leo Kupa. I've always enjoyed hearing all the different Leo Kupa um, from all the different healers. And, you know, um, I feel honored to be part of this uh, podcast as well. So, mahalo nui, Kamako, for, for the invite. Stoke. Oh, yes, yes, 100%. But first off, you know, mahalo nui um, for carrying on the relay, you know, and helping lead Hui Mauli Ola and the practices of our people, um, as always, for our people, you know. So super stoked, likewise, to have you um, on this podcast and leading yeah, our yeah. Hui and having continued to um, empower our people and our traditional healing practices and making it available for 
many, 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 many generations to come. Oh, for sure. Yep. <clears throat> yes, sir. So, yeah, bro. How was that? Um, that upbringing in the Hawaiian immersion program, bro. I know. Um, you went to a few different mm. coolers over there. Yeah. Um, you know, and and what stands out as as revel uh, relevant in the the work you do today. Yeah. Uh, first off, I want to acknowledge and mahalo my mom because um, one thing that we have to like realize is that um, during that time when Kaiopuni, I think, was you know like still trying to make its way, you know, still trying to make its curriculum, also uh, people still trying to find that uh, re rediscover, refine, reclaim the importance of um, Olelo Hawaii. Um, my mom, um, sh- I believe, any makua, any parent that invests their keiki into a kaiopuni. Um, it takes a lot of uh, a lot of courage to do that because uh, before um, there was a lot of like doubt like okay you put your um, keiki into kaiopuni you know they they they're not gonna grow as smart they're not gonna learn English English is super important and one thing that I noticed uh, throughout the kaiopuni system is that a, a lot of the kikis they grasp onto something they would learn something really fast and they were just uh there was this one study uh i can't quote you know like who exactly it was because i remember this is when i was in kaiopuni days and they would tell us that kaiopuni student students would show that they would end up learning multiple things grasp onto uh, things way faster uh, because they had to learn english and hawaiian at the same time so they they were under pressure and then you know they got things done but i just remember uh, my mother and my and I would walk through Pro City, and we we pass by uh, Wael, or we seen it as Wael Elementary. And she had asked me, you know, do you want to go to this school? There's a Hawaiian immersion program here, or do you want to go to uh, Waimalu Elementary? So I almost went to Waimalu instead, but uh, I I can't remember what what you know pushed us into more of Wael's side, but yeah. And another thing I have to acknowledge, too, is all the great kumu that um, I got to learn from during that, my time over there, such as uh, Makanoi uh, Kawasaki, um, there was uh, Kalani Akana, uh, Pawahi Ho'okano, Lahela Igarta, uh, and Kalehua Krog. Like, they really helped to shape and, uh, yeah, really helped my Hawaiian, Olelo Hawaii path. But one thing that I really got to point out is that what I really loved about Kolokai Apuni is that there was a beautiful collaboration between the English curriculum side, you know, all the teachers and, and, and the students with the Hawaiian side. There was this really good collaboration. What is working? What is not working? Like, let's try this. But at the same time, Kaiapuni could also, like, walk off the path a little bit to to put that Loina Hawaii, you know, um, curriculum. But yeah, there were some tough sides too. There is, you know, definitely there was this outcast. Like, uh, because the Kaiopuni at the time, there was only one class per grade. There, there was this, like, with other students, like, oh, the Hawaiian kids, you know, like, oh, you know, they can't because they're the Hawaiian kids. And that was kind of rough on me, you know, sometimes. And yeah, so I think we just have to go through with it, you know, throughout the. Uh, kindergarten to sixth grade and you know later on the students or myself i felt like um, i get it now you know 
um that that separation so, and outcast yeah 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 so from that young age of what you started going there since what kindergarten yep yep kindergarten all right on so from from that age they already start incorporating the the olelo into their curriculum and all the programs yep, and yep we yep we used to have books all labeled in olelo hawaii you know you get scoldings in olelo hawaii uh, the teachers they do well with like if you say english you know they're going they're correct correct you and try to encourage you to speak olelo hawaii like oh it was awesome like these teachers were just phenomenal they were just yeah so awesome I mean, if you think about it, like, wow, like having math in Olelo Hawaii, having science in Olelo Hawaii, having world history in Olelo Hawaii, like, wow, that's a, it's, it's a whole nother That's beautiful, level. Bro. Yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah. um, that's so awesome, bro. The, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> having that, you know, we're, we're currently, you know, um, our daughter Kipukalani is actually going through um, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. dual language type of learning. Yeah. You know, Kulaniakea and it's beautiful, man. Just like you said, man, it yeah. the the way that our that our Keiki can grow and, and learn. Yeah, yeah. Um for sure. It's on a different level. There, yeah, there's like be- besides the Olelo Hawaii, like you can't have Olelo Hawaii without Loina Hawaii, you know, with the values and the some of the, the stories and Mo'olelo. And so like, you know, we would in the morning, we would Oli every single day. So like boom, your kid has like Oli skills, it has Pule skills, which is directly connected to like any parts of the culture, you know, of like yeah, Hawaiian. So yeah, it's like yeah, besides the language, there was a lot of values that was instilled in inside of the um, Kayapuni and and the fact that they brought a kupuna always had one kupuna that would come and visit all the classrooms to like show that pilina and show that vai vai of you know the relationship between uh, a keiki and a kupuna like thinking about it now like wow they really like tried to align it like um you know directly close with you know the, the relationship the pilina and the values of our kupuna oh, was so awesome yeah so for those that aren't familiar with the kayapuni system you can kind of share what um that program or system is in our our immersion schools yeah or? yeah yeah so um at the time i've only <laughs> well i mean because i was young so i only knew kula kayapuni wayo and um so basically uh from kindergarten to sixth grade, everything was taught in Hawaiian. So the hopes was to, yeah, to to raise uh, Hawaiian speakers, um, Hawaiian language speakers. And so everything was taught in Hawaiian, whether it be, you know, English, uh, not not English. Actually, you know, there are some times where you would, some things were explained in English and then they would switch speaking in English, in English class. But then also like, taught uh, history in Olelo Hawaii, math in Olelo Hawaii, uh, uh, reading, uh, writing. Man, it was just all these different curriculum, all these different topics was Olelo Hawaii. And if you really think about it, like, Kiki's, you know, uh, talking Olelo Hawaii at, like, the age of seven and, you know, five, just running all over the place, you know, in the playground, Olelo Hawaii, like, wow, that's next level, you know, like, can you imagine if we had a whole community or uh, not a whole community, but like even like the whole island, you know, speaking Olelo Hawaii and whatever topic, yeah, they're they're interested in. 
Yeah, Kyle. Man. Yeah, it's it's next level. I mean, I definitely appreciate it way more now. We, I mean, we even had Papa Mere like music music class and um, was it PE in Olala Hawaii um in my high school? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was so awesome. So what was that transition from Waiau to Halau Kumana and Anue Nue? Yeah, so right after um, Kule Kaipunyo Waiau, uh, we have the option, you know, if you made it into Kamehameha, you'd go to Kamehameha. If you wanted to continue Kaipuni, you'd go to Anue Nue. Um, and then some even, like, uh, went to another school, uh, English school. You know, that's just their circumstance, whether, you know, just the transportation is easier or, you know, curriculum, whatnot. For me, I ended up uh, going to Halakumana. I actually don't know how we came across Halakumana. But yeah, at that time, Halakumana was on UH campus and the YMCA that was close to UH campus. And, you know, there was some, you know, transitioning that needed to be done because not everything was in Olelo, Hawaii. But there was a lot of uh, Ike Hawaii practices going on. There was like, we had hula, you know, two times a week in the morning. We had like just a lot of ole going on, a lot of pule going on. There was um, at the time, so there's intermediate, you know, they they called us the kaikaina when we were in intermediate. That was like sixth to eighth grade at the time. And we could choose to go to um, our science was basically out in the lo'i or out in the forest planting, you know, plants or identifying plants to just like anything mocha. Oh, so awesome. This was, uh, and I got to acknowledge in Mahalo, Kamuela uh, Yim uh, and also Kovika Merzberg because, yeah, they, they were an awesome team when it came up to like uh, mocha, you know. And then um, in the high school, the Kuana, their science class was, you know, Ho'okele, uh, Holomwana, which was uh, navigation or sailing, you know, on a double hawk canoe, like what our kupuna used to do, you know, looking at the stars, checking out the weather, uh, what does dry dock look like, you know, taking care of and malama, your space and the va'a. And then another science class was um, lokoi'a, you know, what it, what, what did science look like in the lokoi'a uh, system such as you know checking the water checking the fishes uh what is the the level count of um whatever they're you know looking at in the in the fish pond and then the last one was a yeah was another loi uh science program wow it was so awesome halakumana at the time was yeah was uh was really good the way that i experienced it especially too we were in, in the back of mano at paradise park so we were straight in the forest you know what i mean we were like out there with the the Vahakua, oh, so crazy! Yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, studying in that fashion, you know, having those opportunities to study, like you said, in those environments, in the Vahakuas, yeah, yeah, like getting your hands dirty, learning your science, yeah. your, you know, biology, botany, all yeah. of those things, uh, all by being, yep, yeah, yeah, in the action. Yeah, we was there. Yeah, exactly what you said. Every single science day, you know, I forget what we called it, but what what we called that day. But yeah, you would expect to get dirty, bring change of clothes because, you know, it was happening. You know, we, we was in the Aino working like whatever it was. And I think, you know, what I really loved most about Halakumana is that we were like, like 
active. When I mean active, like when there was a march, when there was a protest, like we would be educated. We'll talk about what's going on, and then we'll go down straight to the capital, or you know, wherever the, the you know, the org- the organizing is happening. Bro, it was it was beautiful. Like, yeah, that was some awesome stuff. Shoots. Yeah, we always see Halal Kumana and all the all the events and all these um, important things halal kumana is you know right there um front and ready for the action you know so yeah shout out to halal kumana for holding it down and continuing to um inspire the next generation to Mm -hmm. know culture to Mm -hmm. know the practices you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no for sure halal kumana is still going strong i believe you know i still see them around i still see the many teachers you know that i've i also grew up with and then uh yeah, and then I had to switch over to um, to Anue Nue. I mean, it just worked out, you know, transportation wise, and um, yeah, it just worked out in that way. So when I went back to Kulukaipuni Anue Nue, it was majorly different again. You know, like uh, who is that Anue Nue? And everyone is speaking Olelo Hawaii, and I'm like, oh man, I kind of forget already. So I, even for myself, I had to kind of like reclaim that or try to practice Olelo Hawaii one more time. Like throughout my life, there's those gaps, like Olaila Hawaii coming in strong, and then boom, like it kind of fades out. Um, just not having the people to practice with. But oh, I remember uh, Anu Inu, I had like this. Uh, so if you're not in the system already, like from the Kula Ha'aha'a days, well, um, in the grade school, you know, like kindergarten to like sixth grade, if if you're going into the high school, like how I did. Like in the middle of year, I think I was going into sophomore year. Bro, they hold a meeting with all the high school teachers. You have to like be interviewed, like in front of everybody. Oh wow! Like talk about anxiety attack, and I had to all oh, I'm like, oh shucks, bring it! Like you know, let's do this. But yeah, thankfully, uh, they allowed me to come in. You know, wherever my all Hawaii was at at the time, and yeah, um, uh, you could see at the time Eddie uh, Anana was still alive, so. And because he was doing a lot of hands-on work, I would go visit him a lot too. He was always carving stone all the time. Like he was always at the lo- all the time checking the um the the fishery that was over there. Um, just because you know that was something I was so used to at Halokumana. I wasn't at Anuenu. It was it was more book, yeah. It was more in classroom uh, setting, and so I had to adjust to that too. And um, the playing music too was different. Halokumana, like uh there would be a lot of uh, opportunities to play music and actually do gigs too, you know, to fundraise as, as a school. And then Anu Inoue is like, you have to kind of find those specific people playing music. I would like go find the teachers too. You know, there was a uh, Kel Kamala and he would play music. I'll jam with him. There was a uh, Vini Terada. Um, there was Puhi Adams. Oh, it's some amazing teachers, but yeah, I was just having that rela- relationship with the teachers. And I think, having that close relationship with the teachers, not just playing music, but we would surf too, you know, like before class, you know, Kainomakuo was over there at the time too. And uh, we, we would go surf uh, before school, after school. But I think that uh, Ho'omana, that pilina, that relationship between student and teacher, like really brought over to college. Cause when I went off into college uh, in, in the mainland, yeah, that was one thing that was super evident. Like, couple of us from hawaii would actually really talk story with the with the kumus over there the teachers over there the professors and we would get to know them yeah like on a personal level oh it was all good it was yeah 
I, I think that's one of the downfalls too is like people are so scared of like putting their child into Kayapuni's system thinking that you know oh it's going to be rough in the future but if you like really think about it like if if the if the keiki has a really great environment at home um they will definitely succeed even like even if you were to take them out of Kayapuni, as long as the makua and their environment is still doing olelo hawaii and still holding olelo hawaii spaces at home they will continue to hold that, you know, that that mana of Olelo Hawaii. And most times in college, like, there are so many great resources, like the writing center to help you, like, with, uh, yeah, doing your papers, your English papers. I mean, yeah, I can, I'm definitely one of those products, you know. I feel like a lot of the, the Ike Hawaii stuff, you know, that I've learned in Kaiopuni, it really, like, boosted my math skills you know so like i was in like uh calculus and whatnot but my my english you know always had to get like uh checked on you know just in case but uh yeah yeah sorry i just follow all over the place man i'm just having flashbacks over here <laughs> yeah. oh no that's that's beautiful but i love um talking about some of those um old school days of um or them hanabara days of being able to um you know how 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 you grew up, and mm-hmm. you know incorporating mm-hmm. that language. Mm-hmm. So, you got any tips on um, how people can continue to incorporate the languages? Say, some of the young Ohana's, you know, wanna incorporate the language into their household and with their keikis. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, like thinking about it now, I remember um, when I was at Kulakai Puni Oweyo. Um, Kumumakanoi Kawasaki. She was holding night classes, uh, from any makua that was interested to learn Olelo Hawaii. And you know, at the time, I just seen it as like, oh yeah, we took we get to go back to classroom, but not really learn. We get to play with all the toys, but not really like understanding like, oh yeah, you know, if the parents are on the same in the same boat learning Olelo Hawaii, like that would definitely like, um, help the household to continue Olelo Hawaii, but. One, yeah, one of the biggest tips that, you know, I would recommend any makua that doesn't know Olelo Hawaii but is interested to learn Olelo Hawaii. One thing is to always ask, what is your what is your keiki learning in school? And how can you, how can you one, learn and at the same time uh, reinforce? So if your keiki is learning, like, colors and they're explaining to you colors, like, you should be, every time you see a color or say a color, you should be replacing it with Olelo Hawaii. Um, same goes for if they learn new vocabulary, be right in the same boat as them and learn that same vocabulary too and start incorporating it into into their daily life. And at the same time, you know, I really love the the kumu in, um, in uh, Kawai Huelani. Um, that's at UH, the Hawaiian language program, because, man, they do such an awesome job. Um, the two Polopecas or Kumus uh, professors that I've got to learn with was uh, uh, Kiave Lopez and uh, Liana Wong Sr. And their love for Olelo Hawaii is just, it, that's a whole nother level too. Um, I really love the fact they were strict to their Hamanan because that shows the, the love they have for Olelo Hawaii. But going back to like recommendations for Makua, what I'm trying to say is that there's so much resources nowadays, whether it be like social media, online school, to um, 
yeah, going to the university or even community college, there are so much resources now that where people can learn Olala Hawaii, even if it's just the basics. And there's nothing wrong with that. And a lot of the fear is that, oh, you know, people are going to, you know, when I Olala Hawaii and I'm kind of wrong, like I don't want people to shame me and whatnot. But I think that goes for it, like, there's two sides to it. If you're learning Olelo Hawaii, you need to practice. You're going to fail, but do better. Like, learn where the mistakes are, and you just got to go with it. Like, if you don't practice, you don't say it, you don't write it, then how are you going to be better? But at the same time, like, those who know Olelo Hawaii have to help encourage um, those are, who are just learning Olelo Hawaii. Have to pipe-pie them, correct them, but in a loving manner, you know? Like we don't want to discourage people from learning Olala Hawaii. We want to make sure that we nurture them and encourage them and help them. Uh, yeah, so there's two sides to it. And yeah, and for anybody that's like, they're trying to like build their vocabulary, I would say, this is what come away like, yeah, when I was in, uh, I think it was either eighth grade or my freshman year at Halokumana, but he made us read a dictionary. And later I found out, you know, poor, um, well, Kea used to do that to to his college classes, but Kamuela, he would he would give us a topic, or we would pick a topic. So I picked surfing, and you would have to go through the dictionary and extract every single hua olelo that was related to your topic. Bro, I don't know where that that paper <laughs> is, but frick, I wish I I had it. You know, like yeah, everything talking about waves to setting to like the swell to the way the wave broke and. I wish I knew where that paper was, but yeah, that really helped me to like boost my vocabulary. And then whatever topic you pick, you start labeling it like everything in your house and you try to use that into your, into your daily life. Yeah. So those are probably my top, you know, advices for any makua that has kiki and kaiopuni or is trying to learn olelo Hawaii. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Mahalo for those tips and for our people, you know, and, we got to continue all to um, strive to, you know, incorporate it mm-hmm. in our lives and, and pass on mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. Um, stories and the olelo to our kiki, you know. And as makua, we got to be in it with them, yeah. you know, because we cannot just send our kids to yeah. these programs and, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, it needs to be these um, win-win where we both got to be be in it you know yeah there's there's so many times uh you know uh yeah exactly that a lot of makua they just they they place their their kiki into the kaiopuni system assuming that right after they graduate they should be like you know um really good at fluent speakers yeah but uh, the hard part is yeah if 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 they're not talking they're not talking you know they're gonna lose them if you don't lose what is that quote people say if you don't use it you lose it right that, that's basically olelo hawaii too like it's like you have to create an environment for like during them them olelo learning olelo hawaii and even post school olelo you know like just a space for them to like speak and yeah too many times i see that happen with kaipuni students it's like they don't continue speaking after because one they just english is just a lot more easier and then two they don't have enough people to speak olelo hawaii with yeah so yeah there's multiple factors to that even even yeah. like um even me and my wahine uh we we always try to 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 push ourselves to olelo hawaii but at the same time you know there's english comes out a lot easier 
But we know if we keep trying to push ourselves to Olala Hawaii, Olala Hawaii is going to be easier for us, you know? So, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Nice. Yeah, so how how'd you get involved with, like, the the um the hula the lomi yeah aspect so i mean i think that was bound to happen because like um again like learning olala hawaii you learn loina hawaii you know hawaiian values at the same time like you get introduced to like hawaiian practices such as hula you know basic hula such as um playing music because uh in our ohana playing music is a is a huge huge deal and then was my uh third grade my third grade teacher uh lahela ikarta she she is dancing for halona mamo buona hulu and at the same time i had a classmate um my friend liki at halau kumana he was also oh and kanae and namahana sorry now i just thought about there's three of them that was uh dancing hulu for halona mamo buona hulu and um, because halau kumana was they did so much hula performances. Uh, we even went to Alaska to do a cultural exchange, and I was so fortunate enough to like, you know, uh, go on that hula kai with them to like share some hula and whatnot. Yeah, I just wanted to to up my game, and I really don't know how I ended up halana hulu, but I'm thankful that I did. You know, um, because of the teaching that happens over there, the the ike that is shared, the the environment that we have in halal and. Also, the places that we got to visit and connections we got to meet. But I think that's bound to happen. Like when someone goes into the Kayapuni system, they're, they become like more connected with community. There's there's just this, maybe it's just understanding the names, maybe. Uh, maybe it's just having similar, uh, you know, cultural practices that you just feel more comfortable uh, being around those, that kind of space. But I, I, yeah, I think that's what, got me into hula and then what got me into lomi oh man it's kind of a kind of a sad story so those of you kind of like listening you know like ekalamai like this is this is how i got into healing ironically it was because of like uh one of my family members passing it was my granny um in my last year in college uh she she passed away and i was in california oh man i I wanted to like leave California. It's like, bro, I am done. Like, I want to go home and see my family. Like, I want to go see my granny. It were, you know, we were on the phone and she was already on, on the bed, like on her last words, you know, um, before she she went under. And you know, I just remember her saying, like, I love you, Kai. Um, you know, she couldn't say too much because she was, you know, all exhausted already. And um, maybe like a couple of days later, you know, I found out of her passing, and I was like. Oh, I was I was in a dark place, you know. I was sad. I was depressed. I was like, I just wanted to up and leave. And you know, I was talking to my papa, and he's like, "No, you you, you finished. You finished school up there, you know. Like, uh, make sure you know waste all that time you've been away. You know, Granny would have been proud if you continued. You know, so I really took that to heart. And um, but at the same time, even still like holding on to that kamaha, that sadness, I was like, Bro, I'm never gonna let that happen again. Like. You know, I'm never going to let, like, someone just, you know, holla out of, my, out of my life and me not being able to do anything. And so I just, I, I remember saying it out in the universe. And I was like, I'm going to be a healer. I don't know how, but I'm going to be a healer. So I know, like, when I was going to come home, I was going to, you know, somehow learn basic whatever healing practice. And um, when I... 
when I started going to uh, learning, not learning, when I started working at Papahanakuolo for a little bit, um, one of my friends uh, and co-workers, Jackie, she ended up uh, joining Kapalo no Puha, and she was telling me all the great stuff that was happening. And uh, I, yeah, so she told me join, and that's when I met Keola Chan. And unfortunately, at that time, you know, uh, maybe it was because I wasn't in the right mindset to dedicate all my uh, time towards Ike Hawaii stuff. And maybe I just wasn't ready, just wasn't meant to be. Um, I didn't end up joining the class until the next cohort. I was like dogging, dogging on myself like, oh man, I missed my chance. I should have just committed. And so the next time though, he opened up his class again, oh, I was ready. Like I was ready to like make sure like, yeah, everything was in place. Uh, talk to my family. And sure enough, like it worked out. It worked out in like next level stuff that I wasn't even ready for. Like just meeting awesome people like you, Kamaka, to like so like going to like these different places, helping communities. Cause I was only like thinking we were gonna learn table work and that's it. I, that's all I was ready for. Okay, I was ready to like just learn basic table work and know how to like lomi lomi my papa. Like that's it. And then as soon as we get into the pause, like. Boom, okay, we're traveling to Hawaii. We're going to be following the Lono Puha, like, um, where he was going. Boom, we're going to be learning Pule, like, learning how to heal ourselves. And, um, I was just, I was not ready for it. And, yeah, I, again, I always think about, like, oh, it was meant for me to be in a Kayapuni system. It was meant for, meant to be for me to, to go away to California to appreciate Hawaii that much more, you know, from being homesick and then to come back, uh, not be part of the first class that I wanted to be in, build that iini so strong to only come into the, the next, next cohort, you know, right. It was just like aligning like crazy. And I feel like, uh, you know, you just see those Ho'elona even more so later. Yeah. Now that alignment perfect but it, it all aligned how it needed to be you know and yeah. so being in all these practices but and being kind of growing up within the culture um what would you say would be like characteristics of like excellent practitioners in our culture you know a, yeah, according to yeah. kainoa you know what i mean like what <laughs> what traits would those practitioners or those hula yeah. people those Olelo people or mm-hmm. you know I, I know you mentioned a bunch of your kumus had a lot of those mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. type of traits you know but what kind of um characteristics or um you know would you consider to be like excellent practitioners in our community yeah 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 sorry okay so before i answer this question first off i have to say mahalo nui to uh kumusani and uh kumu uh, for raising me um it's my hanai family basically and then um to keola chan for also um helping me to enhance uh my ike hawaii and also um papa luther kana aina and also um Gigi takaki to uh, really uh, raise me in music and then also all the kumus from all those um actually f- five schools now which was, you know, Kulakai Punyo Wayo, um, Halokumana, Kulakai Punyo Anue Nue, Meno College, and now at Hawaiian Studies at UH Manoa. But I gotta acknowledge them because the first thing that, you know, it makes a, a good practitioner is understanding Mo'oku Ahau, lineage and genealogy. Um, because uh, one thing that we have to, like, 
realize is that different lineage, they have different protocols, methodologies on the way they do things. And so, you know, there, there's a huge discussion, you know, going on, like what is wrong and what is right. You know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, trying to sell out Ho'oponopono, a lot of people out there selling out different healing practices and at, at the same time mixing it up with non-traditional Hawaiian uh, healing, you know, things. And I think one of the, when you look at a good practitioner is one day, they understand their lineage and they also understand like so, what work comes from what lineage you know like that be that should be super important because if we don't acknowledge those lineage you know where that ike comes from we 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 put that ike at risk um to be erased from history you know to be erased from existence in the first place and like we don't want to do that that's like taking away mana from from those kumu and you don't want to like cut down your kumu like yeah you're not gonna have mana there so one is acknowledging and knowing your mo'oku'aho and lineage. And the more that I've been learning about healing practices, the more that I've noticed there is a certain way you have to carry yourself as a healer. You cannot go out there and always be talking bad to people. You know, you cannot always be there like getting boss on Friday nights. You know, like, and again, and if you do, you know, there's nothing bad. This, for me, that's just markers because uh, you got to have a good foundation and then a good space to help others. Um. Because if, you know, if you are getting bus every single night, how, how do you expect to, yeah, to, to help others um, if you're sick yourself? So there's mo'oku'aho, there's uh, making sure that, you know, you're trying your best to uphold yourself to your practices, creating those spaces, relationships, you know, making sure that your words are okay, um, your attitude is okay, you know. And the other part too is just, one thing I notice is, is for like it, whether it be hula music or lomi lomi, you know you know a good practitioner by the way like they transition into different things. Like for lomi lomi, like bro, come on, I know you like you notice too. Like you know a good lomi lomi practitioner when they start uh, transitioning into different moves without even like showing like they thinking too hard anymore. You know, and like that takes some practice. You know, it was uh. So some people they they stay in one move and they they gotta think about it like they stop and think about it and then you know the good ones they will keep working one spot and while they're working one spot they're already thinking ahead of time okay I'm gonna I'm gonna move into this next area and I gotta use this transition to move over there I think the same thing goes to to like hula you gotta think ahead of time you know if the line is not moving where they're supposed to go like you're thinking ahead of time already like you got to line up with the person next to you if this happens you'll be chanting this if this happens you're gonna move like yeah it's just thinking ahead of time and the the ease of just being aware of like everything that is going on in your environment same goes for music too music you gotta listen to the people on the side of you you gotta like hear the chords the other people are playing while you're playing yours one you know and just be ready like this may happen but I think any good practitioner would understand, like just being aware, and um, you can see the ease of, yeah, of, of what they do without even like really thinking. Yeah, yeah, and, and that sounds like it takes a lot of work. Yep, yep. You know what I mean to get to that yep. point. You know what I mean yep. to be, to be able to musically transition, listen how everyone mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. playing, and play accordingly. 
as a practitioner mm-hmm. transitioning, knowing, you know, where you got to work on and, yeah, you know, yeah. all these things so that that aspect of, you know, yeah. you know, we got to, the knowing by doing, you know, of like, just the reps that we got to be yeah be doing in stuff that we passionate about yeah yeah th- yeah you know that yeah yeah even hard for b1 excellent practitioner if you're not getting reps on like yep. you know what i mean like yeah that's yeah even more so with healing because you you responsible for yourself and for the person you be working on so like getting those reps in while your kumu is still around you know to help correct you or if you know for your kumu to answer any questions you may have is so important like you gotta start you gotta start learning how to like organize you know the chaos like if you see someone like talking bad like as i was taught or as we were taught you know if someone's like saying bad things that's a that's a sign of eha and that's them vomiting out the eha and it's like our job to organize it but there's like certain ways that you gotta do it you kind of just go in there and just you know like mess up everything like yeah there's like this practice and thoughtful through all like walk through and organize organization you gotta start doing you know yeah so practice practice is key and practice not just practicing but practicing perfect as kumu used to say you can practice like a million times doing the wrong thing and it's not gonna be good so you have to strive to pra- practice perfect that way um it'd be easy to execute it perfectly yeah yeah and shout out to Uncle Sonny and Lopaka. They've been in the game for a long time. And <laughs> yeah. the practices, like you said, man, gotta be perfect, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah and then mahalo for bringing up that um, that mokuauhau aspect of it too. You know what I mean? I think that's sometimes we think about, but that's not always spoken of as being of importance as practitioners. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is knowing where we come from, you know, knowing who we studied with. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing where we get certain traits and and knowledge from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I think even more so nowadays. It's like you need to know your hall not just for yourself and not just to like preserve or um conserve, you know, like uh your ike Hawaii, but it's almost in a way a pale as well. Like knowing your hall like if anyone challenges you, like bro, how you know that, you know, like. You can have one more hall. You can have dates, you know, lined up. You, yeah, it's it's super important. That goes for I feel like any practice as well. You know, it's super important. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you got any favorite kind or that you've been thinking of recently, or any favorite um melee that you've been jamming? Any favorite Olelo Noel that's kind of been. Yeah. been on the mind these days type of deals yeah i think it's uh it's always gonna be uh my kaliapoka niho i'm not sure which olelo no eho number that is but it's basically like you know don't procrastinate don't wait till to to the to the teeth are gone you know like wait that long i feel like um many times we all just like ah you know i'm gonna learn it later i'm gonna do it later uh I gonna talk to my kupuna later. I gonna visit my kupuna later. Like, nah. If if it's coming to your mind, I feel like that right there was a message from your kupuna saying, "Hey, you should go check on so and so." Like, you know, and I I hold that very dear even till today. If I'm thinking about somebody, like I will shoot them a text message. You know, 
to see if they're all right. Unless I already seen them a couple of days ago, you know, but, you know, I just check on them. It's like, hey, how are you doing? You know, you come to my thoughts, you know, just sharing that aloha, that mana. Or, you know, I go check on my papa, make sure my papa's okay. And, or even if it goes to Hawaiian practices too, like, you know, there are some tools that need to be finished or some hula that you need to like learn, some moves from Lomi you need to like know. Uh, because if you, if you don't practice it, you don't learn it. Um, and you procrastinate and just not work on it, oh man, like you're in big trouble. Like, yeah, that that not gonna look too good, and that's gonna affect your environment as well. So yeah, I think it's that olelo no ale, uh, my kalia poka niho. Um, yeah, that's always been one of my favorite. Um, yeah, olelo no ale. And, right on, oh, sorry, and there's one more because it always comes comes to my mind too from Kiola. You know, Kiola was talking about like. Your kupuna are going to place things in front of you that they they know you can handle. So, like, no matter how, how, how stressed you are with their project, like, I always feel like it's always a test. The kupuna know you can do it, and it's always a test. You just got to figure out how to, how to organize it so that you can be successful. Or if not, how to prepare yourself for a bigger, big projects so that you become successful. But, yeah, those are my, my two olelo no el. Nice, yeah. I like that, that, you know, you only put, you know, the mm-hmm. tasks that are in front of you are, mm-hmm. are what our kupuna and akua know that you can, yeah. you can overcome, achieve, yeah. or if it's a good learning lesson, you know, and yeah. I think it's yeah. the same way yeah. sometimes with sicknesses, yeah. you know, and our health is that we put in these situations to challenge us, to slow down, to yeah. Yeah. reconnect, you know, cause especially these days, you know, um, in 2020 what are we 2021 yeah you know what i mean <laughs> with everything going on in this world these days i mean it gives us that time to kind of like yeah. slow down kind of think mm-hmm. you know and and you know if we get money that those are some of the challenges that were put in front of us that to to maybe change mm-hmm. you know maybe we gotta change what we've been doing maybe we gotta um focus more on ourselves and and not focus so much on mm-hmm. what's going on in yeah. you know the community or people's lives i mean obviously we all want to try help out our community yeah, you know what i mean but yeah. what good are we gonna be if we're not helping out ourselves yeah, and taking care yeah, of ourselves exactly yep. you know and you know i think um yeah brah so what what has this time um you know been <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> has taught you personally, dog. I know there's a lot going on <laughs> yeah. these days, but, you know, these, this actions going on, um, yeah. you know, what, what has this uh, current pandemic been kind of teaching you or, <laughs> you know, or have you been learning from it? Yeah, I mean, well, first off, I picked up steel guitar again <laughs> during the <Yes>. pandemic <laughs> because that that practice needs to be uh, continuing too. But, um, yeah, it, you're totally right. Like when we have these challenges, um, yeah, it's not just kupuna, like you know, showing us that we we can do it, but it's also, you know, it's an opportunity to learn, you know, because there's something bigger. And even if it's like something super komaha, traumatizing, a really hard uh, lesson, you, you still can come out stronger, wiser to help out the next person, you know, to to go through 
that same thing you went through because uh yeah like for myself you know I, I was going through a lot of like challenges and struggles and with all those challenges and struggles i'm stronger better and now whoever goes through it i know how to empathize and help them guide them through the chaos now but um yeah this this time of covid is definitely interesting you know to be living during a pandemic it really re it makes me reflect about our kupuna what they had to go through with you know measles uh, smallpox um leprosy um just the stories you would hear about people are dying at such an alarming rate that you know you there would be bodies in the streets because they didn't have enough space or didn't know where else to put the kino um and so like you kind of see that nowadays too where like you know the was it the fire department buying like refrigerated morgues because it has happened in our history like you know bodies in the streets like piles and so like during this time of like covid exactly what you're saying like it was a huge step back to like just re reevaluate our lifestyle you know reevaluate like how we were doing things because now we can definitely see like what you know the roads empty roads look like you know not having traffic on the freeway like we know it's possible people can work from home um we we see what it looks like when we're using a lot less uh fossil fuels uh when sharks come closer to the to the beach when a lot of our you know nature is being um rejuvenated or revived uh, having the space their own space you know their own vow to just be in without you know kanaka and yeah it was just a huge evaluation i think for me i was definitely looking at like okay one of the sicknesses is that our our economy is like super dependent on tourism, but we all know that, you know? And so a lot of people blame, like we got to be open, you know, so we can uh, feed the, the tourist industry. But I think that's the downside is that I think Hawaii is super uh, dependent on uh, military and tourism that I think that's part of the sickness as well. And at the same time is like a lot of people don't know how to function just being, you know, with Aina, you know, yeah, just being uh, connecting with the eye, you know. But there's a there's a lot of things that came up, you know. We get to see, uh, we get to see what it looks like when he, when community leaders share ike on like, you know, unheard of levels. We we see people before people would share on the new pepper on the newspaper on a lot of ike Hawaii stuff, but like. This time and age, you know, we got like Zoom and we got like webinars and all this other stuff. You see all these like people that I look up to, like all these huge like hammers in our community, like you know the Kanahele family to like Kale Nuuhiva. She has her like Kanai and I every single Monday. All these different great workshops available for communities. Like it's so unheard of. Like at this level, at that volume. So like that was like a huge like. Uh, blessing you know for community if community would see the value of that ike like next that, before you have to be part of their genealogy to learn it or you need it to be fully committed but like they're there to just share to like help uplift our communities like that's a like wow you know and then some um some other things that you know arise during this time too is like uh our our healthcare system is definitely 
uh, looking for traditional Hawaiian healing practices, you know, to help our communities. Uh, I feel like for so long, our traditional Hawaiian healing practices uh, were either prohibited or always oppressed, um, always carried, you know, second to, to Western. And this time, during a lot of stress for the for the healthcare system, um, it's like every every healing art is at the forefront. You know, you, mm-hmm. you don't gotta work at one hospital or one clinic. Like if you and healer, like you gonna have community members around you. Like that definitely needs to their health needs to be addressed, whether it's like depression or maybe it manifested into the physical world. So it's their body that's taking the hit or maybe it's uh, transitioning into their ohana, you know, the sadness uh, and whatnot. Yeah. So definitely uh, Lapa'o has, has definitely be up there right now in this crazy time. So all I can say is just love the person next to you, you know, and do your best to, you know, just continue moving forward with love, with aloha. Because um, I know there's a lot of uh, the haka out there, you know, with unvax and vax. But uh, if the community and our, our uh, government can really uh, hold strong on taking care of the people first, uh, we wouldn't even have to fight about that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you know, yeah, some heavy things. Yeah, no, I think that's important, you know, is focusing on, you know, what our community needs, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and what our people need, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of um, pluses and learning lessons Huge, from, yeah. from this aspect and looking forward to more empty surf spots and mm-hmm. um, not so much people, but... Um, it is what it is, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a huge. But everybody out there, we gotta stay safe, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, take yeah. care of yourself. Yeah. Um, boost your immune systems. Mm-hmm. Take the laos yeah. that you believe in and need in to make you strong. Yeah. Kaika. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, Basso. Um, how about yourself, Ba? How do you restore? You know, I know you, you busy guy. You got a lot of um. <laughs> Kuliana, Ohana, and all of these aspects going on. Um, how do you keep yourself um, feeling top shape and restoring mm-hmm. your mana and and you know maintaining pono in in your life? Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely a hard thing. Like, try to make sure you're okay when you just take on all these different kind of projects. <laughs> Again, it's kupuna, you know, telling you, telling me like you can do it. You know, here it is, but. Yeah, trying to restart and hold on myself. Um, it's something I I struggle with. I do have like methods, but something I always struggle with because it, it uh, my mind is always thinking and wants to get the next thing done. But some things that would really really help me is uh to meditate. Like I I don't even play music in the car most times, and if if I am playing music, it's usually you know our our, our great Hawaiian artists, you know like um Antigono Keave to Kahonu Lake Trio them. But like I really drive in traffic or just you know to wherever without music, and I'm just contemplating and organizing my life. I just taking that time, that drive to just like, hey, what's going on with my body? What's going on like with my relationships, uh, um, my community relationships, to my my Iki Hawaii relationships, my family relationships. Like I really take that time to organize everything and then evaluate everything in my life that's going on. Because again, I feel like the more 
the more that you're organized uh, with yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually, like the less stress you'll have, the less komaha and eha you'll have. Um, but so one of them, yeah, is taking the time to meditate, whether, you know, going beach, sitting on a beach and organizing life or taking a drive while you're driving, organizing life, um, to playing music, because music's kind of big in our ohana, just taking the time to like kani kapila, touch those strings, make some, you know, kani here and there. Just grab whatever instrument you can find and get your hands on. Because each of them have their own different uh, sound of love, you know, whether it be the bass, the guitar, ukulele guitar. Yeah, guitar. And then, yeah, sometimes it's just surfing, swimming, going to the beach. Or just adventuring, going hiking, and have to be with the meakano with the different kino lao, because I find it like super. Uh, it's something about just hearing stream water in 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 the Malka area, the Vaakua. That's yeah, it just calms you. It just yeah, it really helps you to get into that that other realm to that state of relaxation too. So I mean, it's it's those things. I think everyone's different, but I also believe that there are many different ways that. You can hold mana and rejuvenate yourself, and for me, like, yeah, those are the things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know. Right on. Yeah, I like that quiet time, man. You know, um, having that quiet time to ourselves to kind of reorganize. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and plan and yeah, kind of. Uh, it's needed. Yeah. It, it takes some time. Yeah, like a lot of people would say, right? Um, don't waste your time. You're not doing nothing. But I also feel like meditating is probably a super important part, you know, to your life. Yeah, it's needed. So needed. Yeah. Right on. And then if you could leave a a message to our Kiki, you know, about the importance of our relationships to our, our culture, our people, you know, um, if we got those um, young, you know, Kiki, who are just starting in the mm-hmm. um, Kayapuni school system, or if they're just, you know, young Ohanas, um, about the importance of our relationship to our culture, to our people, you know, what would those um, that message be? Yeah. Oh, shoots, man. There's a lot to say about that. <laughs> but uh, I- I'll leave the listeners with this. And again, mahalo nui for listening. But, um, so if you're a keiki and you're learning Iki Hawaii or Lelo Hawaii, I would always suggest is to surround yourself with those different facets. If you like fishing, surround yourself with fishing. Go go seek out um, community leaders that are great in fishing. If it's hula, you know, maybe you want to go check out more hula stuff and uh, go visit a halal maybe. Or if it's even healing too, like, I feel like if you really want it, you're going to go seek it out. Um, probably not the person you want to learn from, but it's probably how the kupuna see you learning uh, from a specific somebody. So, um, f- And for the makua, it's like helping to nurture that keiki and nurture that, that, that space in your ohana where Ike Hawaii can thrive because, you know, without, without Kanaka Hawaii, without Ike Hawaii in Hawaii, what is Hawaii? You know, so it really does come down to Ohana, Makua, Keiki. It's recreating that relationship, creating that space for Ike Hawaii to thrive. And, you know, as a Makua, 
like what does that look like to to nurture your keiki is it you know taking them out to community uh volunteer days is it taking them to their kupuna so they can spend time with the kupuna and create those memories that would plug in like later on and be like oh yeah that's why tutu did this you know or is it trying to practice things within the household like yeah uh, it's it's so heavy and i really love where we are as a as a lahui we're really trying to to uplift one another encourage one another you know and find ways that we can really uh perpetuate um ike hawaii and in the 21st century so yeah well you know right on yeah i think we're at a great place too man i you know the works that all of our community members are mm-hmm. doing and yep. coming together, you know, I see it as a great, you yep. know, we're in a great position for the next generation that yep. we're passing on so much and sharing um, so much knowledge with the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So I think we're in a great place as well, bro. Yeah. It's like, we've, we've come this far, but we have so much uh, further to go, you know? Yeah, for sure. Nice, bro. Well, thank you for your time, my man. Um, any last shout-outs um, before we... Um... Ah, uh, yeah. I guess I want to say well, mahalo nui to the Kiana Aina Ohana. Mahalo nui to Kapaolo no Puha. Uh, uh, to Halo na Mamo Puana Hulu. Kayapuni program, whether it be Kula Kayapuni Oweyo, Anu Inue, Halo Kumana, and all those teachers. Shout out to the the Akua Omaku and all those kupuna that helped guide us um, on this journey of Ike Hawaii and healing. Yeah. Right on. Well, we'll have to um, continue to do these uh, Leo Kupu podcasts. So now you're going to have yeah, to uh, jump on more of these uh, podcasts with us and and share more stories with our with our community. Yeah, mahalo komako for having me on today. Oh, so awesome. Oh yeah, hundred percent, bro. Mahalo, mahalo nui um, to you, Palala. So mahalo nui once again to our guest today, Kainoa Kiana Aina for joining us on Leo Kupa. Mahalo to all our listeners. Mahalo, brother Nakoa Campbell for helping produce this podcast. Uh, please share this podcast with your ohanas. Subscribe to our emailing list at huimauliola.org. Follow us on the socials on Instas and Facebook. And if you got any questions or comments, please kahea mai, give us a call. Um, mahalo for the stories and leo kupa today, Kainoa. Oya, mahalo. Nui ke aloha. From Kainoa, kiana aina, wao kamaka nui hailono. E ola. Ola. E ke akua mauna loa la ilalo ke kai, na umakua ya kahina kua. Kaina alo, kaikina kumuhana na kupuna. Mahalo piha, e ho mai ka ike ka ikaika ka mana kiora. Mania o ko, mania ma ko, mania ka ko. A mama ua noa, e ho o mana. Wee.